You are watching Ticker today. I'm Aaron Young, and today we're discussing China's lagging economy and how stimulus efforts seem to have had little impact and effect so far. For more, we're joined by Andrew Sullivan of Asian Market Sense. Talk to us about China's economy. How's it looking? Well, certainly a lot of the recent data has been uh, very weak. Um, we're actually expecting trade data later this morning, which again will be watched closely. We did have earlier this week on Tuesday uh, the, uh, the the new loans data, which suggests that uh, demand for commercial loans is is, is rising, uh, and even uh, mortgage loans is is up a little bit year on year. But you do have to remember, obviously, the backdrop is this time last year we were still under the uh, the COVID regulations uh, and the clampdown there. More importantly, I think this morning we've had um, noticed that Premier uh, Li Kuan was uh, talking to a number of the e-commerce business leaders uh, yesterday. He was praising them as being the entrepreneurs, uh, the drivers, uh, and the hope is, following the uh, the large fine that Ant got given last week, that the uh, the sort of crackdown on the e-commerce sector could be coming to an end, uh, and that they will be allowed to to grow again. But I think the problem with that is the fact that it really belies the fact that China isn't in a great position to, to stimulate its own economy. It isn't likely to do fiscal intervention, as we saw in America and Europe, because it fears of what happened last time, which was the creation of a property bubble. And equally, its, its local authorities are still in very poor shape as far as debt is concerned. Whilst the central government doesn't take on much debt, it's really pushed down to the local authorities those local authorities have relied on land sales. And of course, with the lack of confidence in the property sector, they're just not being able to happen. Mm. Uh, and house prices in certainly the third and fourth tier cities continue to fall. So it's got a real problem with its economy. It's looking to try and restoke what was a big driver to the economy two, three years ago before it started clamping down on e-commerce. Um, but I'm not sure it's going to be that successful. Yeah. And then, of course, there's the issue of inflation. So while Western countries, UK, Australia, US, all facing inflation problems that central banks are trying to bring down, China kind of has the opposite problem. There is no inflation. Well, no, certainly the latest data was there was no inflation. Although I do think that, I mean, a lot of that was a, a drop in food prices uh, year on year again. Uh, Post-COVID, they are getting more imports. We saw pork prices especially drop uh, significantly. But you've got to take into mind that recently we've had you know, uh, droughts in some parts of China and flooding in other parts of China, and that's going to have a big impact on its domestic crop, crop production. So I'm not sure that that deflation uh, theme that we're seeing in the short term is going to continue right the way through. We could see some food inflation coming back later in the year. But as you say, there, you know, the 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 uh, producer price index certainly, you know, prices at the factory gates are continuing to fall, and that's a concern, largely because it probably reflects a lack of domestic consumption mm. uh, and also a, a slight slowdown in the global economy. It's often said when the United States sneezes, the rest of the world catches a cold. We have seen a lot of growth from China over the last 20 years. So it's been quite difficult to see what happens if the Chinese economy suffers. Do you think the rest of the world, particularly economies like Australia that are so heavily reliant on China being a customer of raw minerals, will catch a cold if China's economy struggles? Well, I think that's that's very likely. But I think the, 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 the interesting thing for Australia really is the fact that uh, having had that spat with China over wanting an investigation into COVID, a lot of the uh, 
a lot of the other products out of China have had to find new markets and have they've been successful with that. Uh, and certainly you know, relations with uh, places like the UK and seeing uh, meat exports to the UK uh, have gone quite well. The negotiations with the EU, not so well at this stage, but at least they're talking about that. Um, and also the fact is that although uh, China is slowing down, for a number of those things, and certainly coal, it is still going to be very reliant on Australia in the short term. And what about America? Because we know that if we say that they can't decouple, if the Chinese economy becomes difficult, what impact does that have on the US, which of course buys so much of its goods from China? Well, I think, you know, if, 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 um, if the PPI numbers are going down, it, it makes um, China's exports look better. We've also seen a, a, a weakening in the yuan, although the PBOC has recently sort of tried to uh, uh, at least draw a line in the sand as far as that weakness goes. But all those actually will help, you know, China's exports be more competitive in the global market. Uh, and that should help. And of course, it's, you know, whilst America is a very large customer to uh, to China, it also supplies a lot of the uh, other Asian nations around it with products. Uh, and they remain, you know, again, important markets for it. All right, we'll leave it there for now. Andrew, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And that is a program for now. For more, you can head to tickernews.co. I'll see you after this.